Thank you, Ashley. It's always a treat to have you sing for us. We're really blessed. And James, thank you for your meditation. Your wisdom always resonates to me as well. Have you ever had a moment in your life where you needed to know that God was with you? The time was 1987. I had been meditating for 60 years. I'd had some big experiences. I knew that God was very real. I'd had direct experience. But I hadn't had that conversation with God. So when I read Neil Walsh's chapter 27 and what God says, it really resonated. In 1987, I was in a relationship with a woman. We'd been dating about six months, and it was rocky. It wasn't going smoothly. We had planned a trip to go out to Seattle to visit her sisters. And we weren't sure that that was such a good idea. So she decided to go ahead and have me come out about three days later. I said, okay. So I'm flying out there, about 36,000 feet up in the air, and playing, reaching my pocket, and I pull out my boat keys. And I'm going, what, is what do I have my boat keys for? Now, if you know anything about me, I've been boating since I was about five years old. The family was in the steamship business. I built and raised sailboats. I had my own powerboat. It was part of my fiber. Now, if you looked on those keys, you'd see an emblem, and it said Beverly Hills Yacht Club. So the plane came down. I got off, and that was the time, remember, some of you may remember, when you could greet people at the gate. Can't do that anymore. So I got off the plane. There was nobody there to greet me. And I thought, what am I doing here? Why am I here? And I walked over to the tram that was going to take me to the baggage claim, and I sat right across from the door, looking out the door. And I looked up and I said, I just need to know that you are here with me. A couple seconds later, right before those doors closed, a man came in through those doors, and he was wearing a T-shirt. And a big emblem in the middle of that T-shirt said, Beverly Hills Yacht Club. I've never seen it since. I had never seen it before. But I knew that God was with me. Fast forward several years. And I had a routine every night. Before I went to bed, I would channel surf a little bit. And this particular night, it was, cabs weren't on, Indians weren't on. It was that time of year when they both might be on. So I looked at other channels. Discovery Channel, no, nothing there. History Channel, oh, no, nothing there. Another on start, I guess I'd say. <laughs> went through a couple different channels, finally ended up at PBS, and they were having their yearly fun drive. And they always had a teaser that they cut away to, some great program. And they had Wayne Dyer. And Wayne was telling a story about his friend named Jack. The two of them were on their way to see a Deepak Chopra lecture. And Wayne loved to tell stories. 
So he's telling you the story about monarch butterflies. These monarch butterflies are the most amazing thing. Look at them. They have these cellophane wings. They have this pinhead brain. And they fly all the way from the Yucatan Peninsula to Nova Scotia and back to the exact same tree. Truth be told, it takes four generations to do that. But they do come back to the same tree. That's that's an interesting story. So I decided to pledge my $50. And weeks later, I got a DVD by Wayne Dyer. And it told told the rest of that story. Jack was dying of cancer and had passed away. The rest of that story happens in Hawaii, where Wayne Dyer is sitting out in his lanai, enjoying the beautiful trade winds. When a monarch butterfly comes and lands on his arm and refuses to leave. The winds blow, the, you know, the wings are bending over. The monarch doesn't leave. And finally, Wayne looks and he says, Jack, is that you? He says, Jack had passed away. And I thought, well, what an interesting story. Now, at the time... I was working for National City Bank, and I had a group that was a difficult group. The last four managers that had supervised this group had quit the company afterwards. When I told people that, well, my group is the telecommunications building, they said, oh, we're so sorry. (laughs) But it was a challenge, and we'd made some headway, but it was still difficult. It was a difficult time in my marriage as well, and I wasn't sure, where am I going in life? Am I paying attention to the right things? So I'm driving home and I'm listening to this Wayne Dyer tape that I'd gotten months earlier. And that night, I do my usual wash up of that and journal surfing, nothing's on again. Ended up back at PBS. And there's Wayne Dyer and he's telling the butterfly story. I'm going, now come on. This seems awfully coincidental. Is this you? Next morning, I get up, and I walk to the end of my driveway, and I pick up the Plain Dealer newspaper, and printed on the front of the Plain Dealer newspaper are three monarch butterflies. And I knew. And I said, thank you. Sometimes we're not sure about decisions that impact other people. Sometimes we're not sure what's in the highest and best good for everyone involved. Sometimes the answers don't come in meditation. I mean, I've been doing meditation for years now. And I kept thinking, just keep doing the meditation. You'll wake up. You'll begin to see the divine everywhere. But that one-on-one conversation with God wasn't happening. So these two other little things. This is new. This is kind of exciting. (laughs) My daughter spent her junior year in Rome. She went to Rhode Island School of Design. And they had a program where she could spend the entire year there. Well, I planned that at the end of that year we as a family would go out and we would travel with her. And then we would all fly back. 
Well, as fate would have it, my mother-in-law contracted lung disease, cancer, and we knew that she was getting very close to transitioning. Should we go? Should we not go? And I asked, what's in the highest and best good for everyone? Now, I don't know much about Italy. I didn't know much about Italy at that time. But one image that would come to my mind when I thought of Italy was a picture of the Domo, which is this amazing building in Florence. So as I'm contemplating this, and again, I do a lot of contemplating in the drive home. <laughs> There's time to do it. I come home, and that night, when I turn the TV on, I turn it straight to PBS, and there is a one-hour special on the Domo. Okay, asked and answered. As it turned out, it was the perfect choice because it allowed my dear mother-in-law to pass with classical music going, her three daughters surrounding her, and the sun shining in her window. I got to say goodbye before I left, and I let her know how much she lo I loved her and what she meant to my life. So, sometimes things come unexpectedly. We're not even asking for guidance, and guidance comes, or something so unusual happens that you look up and you say, is that you? I've been married almost 17 years. It finally comes to the point where there was recognition that this union was not working for anyone involved. And for the first time in that time, I went out apartment hunting. And I've got to tell you how sad that is and what that feels like. And I got up the next morning after having done that the day before, and I walked out to the end of the driveway. That seemed to be a place where Spirit talked to me. And a comet went from one horizon in a large arc, and it's daylight, all the way across to the other horizon. And I knew that was more than just coincidence. It was a hallmark. It was saying a new chapter is going to open for you. And we're with you. Mother, Father, God is with you. So how do we listen to God? Well, I've been doing meditation for years, so I knew through a couple of very powerful peak experiences that that was one way. Or prayer. How many times have people done the rosary and it becomes so automatic that the mind is no longer engaged and they find themselves in this quiet space deep inside 
And when they come out, they know they've been with God. Or chanting. It even infects the breath and it slows down the system, allows you to come deep inside and to listen. Sometimes the experience is one of coming in and having no experience because you've fallen into the absolute. You've transcended. But when you come out, you know. You feel the difference. Maharishi Mashiogi used to talk about it in terms of meditation. He'd say that process of coming in and transcending and then coming out into the world is like dyeing a cloth. You take the cloth and you put it into the, the yellow dye. It's like going in to transcend. And then you bring it back out and you put it into the sun, which is like your daily activity. And the sun fades the dye. So you're bringing out that transcendent, that unbounded awareness that is at your core, that connection with the divine. And as you do that, you're changing your physiology. Because each time you do that, you're reinforcing a neural pathway. Nerves that fire together, wire together, and it makes it easier to come back into that space. So more and more, I'm beginning to shift from just doing meditation, just doing breath work, and Neil John Walsh recommends a couple other things. Ecstatic dance, writing, reading. They're all methods that are available to all of us. Choose the one that works for you and do it. And what happens is you get a sensitivity to what's happening outside. Just as you bring the dye out over and over again and that yellow color is brighter, you bring out that source into the world and you begin to lead a God-centered life. You begin to become aware that God is always talking to you, that everything is a conversation with God. And how does that manifest? It can manifest in the ways that I've just spoken about. Or it can manifest in synchronicities. You know that little nudge that you get? Maybe you should read this book and, you know, somebody tells you about it. And then you're driving on the road and you see a billboard. It's got the book. Or maybe there's an ad on the Internet. For me, they usually come in threes. It's that conversation that is always happening. And it is opening up to paying attention to the synchronicities that are in your life. Because they offer you opportunities. They offer you choices. Those choices that you make that raise you up, that change your vibration, that bring you closer to being one with God. Because you are You always have been. This is just about remembering who you are. Because you are all divine. You are all spiritual dynamite. And the messages are there to teach you. And opportunities come again and again if you come inside and you're quiet and you pay attention to the synchronicities. I was talking with Ted Brewer the other day. And he was telling me this story about them traveling in Zagreb, Croatia. 
how they were late getting to their rental turn-in. You know, they were shooting for this 8 o'clock and the time was coming. Their GPS had failed. They didn't speak the language. They were coming into an area that was pretty much all residential and then a new airport. So there wasn't any place to turn to and say, hey, where's the rental return place? They also had a booking at a hotel called Cool Rooms. They didn't know where the hotel was. So they kind of threw up their hands, pulled off the side of the road, and decided to come anyway and to listen. Took that moment to connect. Came out. Turned the keys on. Drove the car down the road. Up first left. Let's turn here. A few more blocks. Up. We're supposed to turn here. Another left. Here they see this sign that says, Cool. And then there's this big beer bottle behind it. And they're going, is that Cool Rooms? They pulled up a little bit closer. And yeah, it was Cool Rooms. It was their hotel. So they went and they checked in. And everything was just coming easily at that point. Because the people at the hotel said, oh yeah, you take your car over here to return it. And the people at the return place said, Okay, we'll take you back to your hotel. As you listen to the vine, things begin to unfold. Life begins to be easier. Now for me, in my life, and this is fairly recent, within about the last five years, I find something happening to me that is very similar to what American Indians used to do for centuries. And that is that they find some animal, some totem that speaks to them and brings them messages. Now, I happen to be in Bucknell University for the graduation of, of my fiancé Jerry's nephew. And everybody was, we were wandering around the campus and we were in the library and I decided to kind of Explore. So I went down two floors, and I see this on the wall. This is the red-tailed hawk, bearer of spirit messages, awakens visions, and inspires the fulfillment of the soul's creative purpose. Over and over again, red-tailed hawks were appearing to me at times, decision times or times where I needed support. I'd come into a practice of opening people's Akashic Records, and I was wondering, is this a practice that I should continue doing? Is this a practice that brings something to those that I offer it to? And I was thinking this in the middle of the night, because oftentimes I wake up at about 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and I do an hour of practice, and then go back to sleep. So I was thinking this, and, and it, was a, it was a Monday to Tuesday. Now Tuesday, I got up and quick ran out because I wanted to mow the lawn and get the grass clippings out onto the curb so they'd be picked up because it was pickup day. Got done with the lawn, looked up, 
and saw this hawk, and it came and right above me, and it just kept circling. And I said, thank you. You were beautiful. Thank you for visiting me. And I knew that one more time, one more way of receiving those little whispers from God had hit. Walsh calls it coming in to a God-centered life. Because as you open up more and more to this, these messages, this realization that, number one, there is God. Number two, He does talk to human beings. Number three, He does talk to you. Everything is a conversation with God. And it's happening all the time. What you find when you come into that is this connection, this beautiful connection that reminds you over and over and over again of who you are, the spiritual dynamo that you are, the fact that you are no longer, nor ever were, separate from God, that you are a manifestation, an individuation of God who has come here to remember who you are.